Ladies and gents, so I've got a very special guest with me today, goes by the name of Phil Graham, and Phil is actually my mentor. I joined Phil's mentorship program a couple of years ago, and he's also a friend of mine. So, mate, it's awesome to have you on, man. How are you doing? Martin, I'm great, and thank you so much for taking the time to essentially share a ton of value with your audience. I really can't wait to share as much gold as possible today, whoever's listening, whether they own a business or thinking about starting a business or... I've exited a business. I'm happy to, to share my wisdom. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So yeah, because just for some context for the audience, Phil writes, obviously I joined your mentorship program, Authority Network, two years ago. And obviously the whole COVID was happening. It was like April 2020. And I just want to shout you out now, you know, whilst uh, whilst we're, we're recording as well, mate, just say thank you, man, because it has, I've said to you uh, several times, right? It's been life-changing, you know, and not, you know, more a case of me just being able to reach so many people now and impact so many people, you know, obviously I'm living my purpose. I'm able to help more people and obviously it's creating me more, you know, freedom and impact, my man. So I can't thank you enough. Thank you, brother, for most importantly, one, trusting us. I remember that call and I remember it was a huge commitment for you. And, you know, I, I, I believe back then, you know, before the world, uh, you know, went crazy, um, that was a big step for you into the unknown. And I mean, man, having seen the impact that you're making and the growth that you've had, and not just that, but the, the, the level of confidence um, that has, you know, essentially just entered your heart and soul has been liberating to watch. Um, so massive well done for taking action on, on all the stuff and, and, and stepping into the unknown and trusting us. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. And you hit the nail on the head then. It's more kind of the character building. And how much I've learned about myself and how, how much I've grown as a person, as you say, confidence. Um, so, mate, it's been it's been an epic journey, man. But uh, just give us a bit more information on, uh, you know, who Phil Graham is, mate, you know, and how you got into fitness and, you know, your career up until now. I know that's a lot, mate. So that could take you half hour to explain it all. But if you could give us it in a nutshell, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll explain it in a nutshell. So long story short, my career is derived from probably the the chaos and the pain that I experienced in my own life. And typically, whenever somebody goes to create a service-based business, it's usually as a result of them experiencing a life, trans life transformation themselves uh, using a set of philosophies or information or knowledge. And, you know, fitness for me was something that I was never into. I was not a fitness guy. I was not into PE at school. I hated it. And long story short, one day I had my health taken away from me. I remember I was going to school. Uh, we used to get the bus in every day to, to school. And we used to stop at this uh, cafe in Belfast. If you can imagine, like um, almost like a, like a dirty cafe outside a bus shelter uh, that did fry ups, sodas, um, and like, you know, tea with like tons of sugar in it and like buns and scones and stuff. And I remember going in there, we went in there every morning and we had a fry, right? And we had sugar with tea and all that kind of stuff. In Belfast, we call it an Ulster fry. You guys call it an English breakfast. Um, and long story short, I remember going in and I remember one day on the way in in the bus that my eyesight was a little bit blurry. And then I remember having my fry and then after the fry, we would go to the, the local center, which is like a shop that we have over here. It's like a spa. And uh, I bought these like Wambars, Nerds, and like, I think it was like, um, like Fanta Orange or Fanta Lemon or something like that. And I mean, you must have been talking at least 300 grams of carbs within a, like an hour and a half sitting, right? Of like pure, like just pure dexterous. Right? <laughs> and uh, I was not exercising. So 
I remember my eyesight starting to get blurry. I was going to the toilet a lot. Uh, I got through the day. I said to my mom the next day, and she said, oh, it must be something viral. Long story short, it carried on. We went to the doctor, and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And then when you see, you know, at a very young age, at 16, you see your mom breaking down, and she hears that. It's like, right, something's wrong. And then I got essentially escorted to a, 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 a little stuffy room in the hotel at a hospital corridor. And it was a diabetes educator telling me that I might go blind, I might lose, might lose limbs, I might, you know, have kidney failure. There was a whole range of like fears that were installed, but the word was might and possibly and could. It was very speculative language, right? So my young mind, you know, not as insanely developed as it is now, clicked on to the fact and went, oh, there's hope here. And I remember hearing the words nutrition, training, exercise, mindset, medication, lifestyle. And I was like, those are the areas that I need to master in order to be able to control this. And being told that you're going to die younger or you're going to get an amputation or you're going to go blind is quite a big motivator to do something about it. So long story short, I got engrossed in health and fitness and nutrition. I studied textbooks all in an attempt to essentially... How could I put it, protect myself and essentially promote my own health? And I eventually got going to the gym and I fell in love with the gym. All the knowledge that I had acquired around bodybuilding and nutrition and training had really complemented. And I'd eventually been able to build a very successful bodybuilding career, junior bodybuilding career with type 1 diabetes, which is basically unknown. Nobody had been ever able to do it. Um, and there's a lot of micromanagement in that. But I really had to understand my craft. And I turned that career, or that, that passion into a business where people started to ask me about, can you do diets? Can you do training? And then I fueled that on with a nutrition degree in, in university. And quite frankly, you know, that escalated pretty quick. I built a very large plant base. I then turned that knowledge into the world's first encyclopedia on diabetes and muscle building. And built a, a very large community called Diabetic Muscle and Fitness. And um, on top of personal training and coaching clients and doing diabetic, I then began helping coaches with their business. And then I eventually moved away from B2C to B2B and um, essentially, you know, really created a massive community inside the, the coaches space. And we run the world's largest fitness business mastermind called Authority Network. The clients from all over the world, we've helped well over 5,000 people now, inclusive of all of our programs, Growth Kit, Authority Network, and Harm, and all our live events, really just transform their businesses and take them to the next level and you know, really build the, the dream business that they once you know, envisioned when they first decided to become a business owner. Um, so you know, that is all as a result of being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So I, I turned my chaos into order, and you know, that's probably like a grit thread for this podcast for anybody listening is quite often that your biggest traumas, or your biggest chaos is quite often, you know, the very reason why you take action or you go a certain direction in life. And when you get to a point in life where you're beyond the actual event, you can then look back with gratitude and grace and realize that, you know, how that event has served you, how that has influenced you and how that has built you into the character that you are today. So, you know, lots to share on that, but that's pretty much my career in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. That's a, that's a very interesting story, mate, to say the least, you know what I mean? But based on where you're at now, Phil, as well, right? Because a lot of people listening to this, 
you know, they're, they're high performing people. They might want to build a body. They might want to build a business. Right. But something you said before, an analogy you used, yeah, is, is building the wall brick by brick. Right. And it's something I think you said the other day, actually, in terms of like how you deal with pressure, right? You said, you know, you'll think of like the next thing to do, the next step and, or the next brick instead of looking at the whole wall. So how important do you think that is for someone, whether they're looking to, you know, build a business or, or try and build an online business, which a lot of people who speak to me who listen to the podcast are, uh, or like most of the people listening, want to build a better body, get healthier. Because I think it relates to the two. How important do you think that is in terms of building the wall brick by brick? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, First of all, there's three things that you need to have if you want to do anything great in the world. And it's one, it's character. You need to have a character that, quite frankly, you know, is, is just unique and distinctive, has, has great traits. You need to have a cause. You need to have a cause greater than the friends around you, than the family around you, than the people in your industry or the people in your trade have. And you need to have a high level of commitment. And quite frankly, you know, building something great comes with great pressure. It comes with great challenge and the individuals that are able to navigate those challenges and able to commit to the path are the ones that have clearly set in their mind and in their heart, uh, they've set in their mind a vision of, you know, who they want to be inside their heart. You know, they're, they, they, they are really in love with that vision and, you know, they link the two of those together and they lean forward in the day to day and they realize that that vision, that end picture is a, a journey of multiple behaviors and activities conducted day to day. And, you know, a great question that I've, that I've asked you guys, and I think you should ask yourself is, you know, one, are you clear on who you want to be? Are you clear on what you want to have? And are you clear on what you've got to do? And if the answer to that for most people is no, then you need to really sit down and evaluate that. What do you want to be doing in a year's time, three years time? Like the, who do you want to be hanging around with? What kind of money do you want to have in your bank account? What kind of way do you want to be feeling? Because largely we've spoken before that success is a feeling, not necessarily a materialistic thing. And sometimes you have to use materialistic things, whether it's a body, whether it's a car, whether it's a, a career, to sometimes advance your emotional development. Because when you actually get it, you realize, oh, is this, is this all it is, et cetera, et cetera. So the journey to getting towards that goal is the, the most exciting and rewarding part, not the actual goal itself, because when you can put, commit yourself on a path to achieving something, that is quite frankly, when you build character, that is quite frankly, when you build the discipline and the resilience to be able to commit to a vision. And very few people are able to do that because they don't have a vision. And two, they, they want immediate gratification all the time. They want things to be easy. So you know, you've got to look at challenges in your life. What is this teaching me? What is this giving me? What is this inspiring me to learn? Um, and how can that carry over into your life in the grand scheme of things? And I suppose it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, you can leave your life to chance and circumstance, or you can create a life by design. And, you know, there's nothing that I love more than every single week, you know, finding a quiet spot or going to a coffee shop and sitting down with a journal and really just thinking about, Am I happy with where my life's going, right? Am I, am I on track? If I was to relive today and relive this week over and over again, would I become the man that I want to be? And sometimes the answer to that question is no. Sometimes the answer to that question is yes. And I think that's where the beauty comes in because if it was yes all the time, you'd get bored, right? Mm. And, you know, whenever you can truly learn to value yourself, and that comes with a very advanced level of personal development, whereby 
you've trusted yourself to follow through with things. You've trusted yourself to also let go of things for your own good. It's a combination of the two. It's not always about living in challenge all the time because sometimes one of the biggest paradoxical challenges is actually letting go of the need to feel challenged, right? Mm. And, you know, that really requires a deep level of self, you know, reflection, introspection, and, you know, really just looking at your life. And a life well studied is a life well lived, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, too, you know, at, you know, you can't take it too seriously, too seriously to the point where, you know, you need to read a personal development book every day. You need to journal every day. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. And you just got to, you know, trust where life's leading you. Because, you know, if you look at your whole entire life and you look over the time period that you've been alive, and you look at all the chaotic events that happened in your life, at the time they seemed horrible. But when you look back at them now, they, they were all great teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the greatest mentoring that you could probably have. And when you're able to find order and love in those events, that's whenever you're able to liberate yourself, um, you know, from feeling inferior, uh, you know, feeling like you're not safe. Uh, you know, these are all key events that essentially build character and, and build wisdom so that you can survive. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. And on that note, Phil, since coming here, I actually had like a mini freak out, right? Because it's the stuff that, you know, we talk about. But when you've grown and changed as a person, obviously, especially over the last two years and stuff, you end, you come back and you feel like, oh, you know, who do I, who do I really want to spend time with? And then you end up just, I, I was isolating myself and I was like, right, there's loads of people that I could see, but like, I want to, you know, look after myself at the same time. You know what I mean? And try and be around more like-minded people. So like jujitsu, you still, you, you still do jujitsu, Phil? Yeah, 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 awesome, man. So like a little analogy is like when you're rolling with someone, this is why I got this black eye, right? Rolling with a like a 22 stone uh, white stripe white belt, uh, one stripe one stripe white belt, uh, really, really fun, but didn't learn too much apart from this. But obviously when you roll with a, when I roll with like a purple belt, for example, I tend to learn a lot more, right? So it's like having that person who's going to push you. So surrounding yourself with the right people, right? For whether that's, again, building the body, building the business is something that you are huge on, right? And you're very, 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 uh, you know, strict with, right? In terms of who you spend your time with. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and, you know, protecting your energy, like your life depended on it because it does, because, you know, you have to be able to say no to certain people. There's a lot of people that want to spend time with me, um, but I don't want to spend time with them. And I know that sounds incredibly selfish, but at the same time too, you know, I'm dedicated to a mission. I'm dedicated to a purpose. And my, my energy is not infinite in the day, you know, and I need time to recharge and usually when you develop a purpose or a mission, you know, one of the beautiful outcomes of that is that you end up really enjoying your own company and you don't need constant stimulus from other people. And, you know, when you hang around with people, you know, I, I hang around with a mix of people. I hang around with people that are smarter than me so that I can get inspiration. I hang around with people that are at the same level. So it creates a level of, of drive and, and feedback and, you know, vulnerable interaction. And then I hang around with people that are also lower than me so that I can also teach them and I can inspire them. And, you know, having that mix of friendships is very important because, you know, if you, if you're always around people that are better than you, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like there's no stop hanging with people that are at your level um, is great for interaction, but you get bored real quick. And then hanging around with people that are beneath you is quite irritating, you know, because you're, you're always supporting. So you have to have a balance of support and you have to have a balance of challenge in, 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 in with all of that. And, you know, sometimes as well, 
you know, you, you run a great business and you're busy going to jiu-jitsu where nobody knows you. And it's an objective activity that, quite frankly, you're not emotionally attached to, nor is anybody else. But you can go and, you know, change your environment temporarily to refresh your mind, um, exercise, do it in a community setting. You know, it's kind of nice when nobody doesn't know you and you just sort of are forced into an environment where you just have to make do. Um, and it's a great switch off, you know. 100%, 100%. What would you say the biggest lesson, Phil, or biggest lessons you've learned along the way building what you build? Because let's be honest, you know, the amount of people that you've impacted, whether that is helping them, you know, with the diabetes stuff, building the body or building all these businesses you've helped people with. What do you think, what would you say the biggest lessons would be? Because it comes at a price, like you said before, you know, you're going to have scars, right? Getting to that level. Just curious to know what you would say your biggest lesson or lessons have been along the way. Um, it's a very, very deep question. It is. Uh, <laughs> I suppose the, the, the best advice that I could give you is, you know, never be afraid of, of failing, never be afraid of other people's opinions of you when you're successful or whether you fail and really spend time on, on putting the details into the vision uh, so that your vision for your life is, and, and the outcome of the person that you will become and the, the, the quest towards that is, is much more interesting and rewarding than the challenges that you'll contend with on the day to day. So essentially making sure that you, you know, you really listen to your own intuition of where does your heart really want you to be? What, you know, a great question to, to determine that is what would I love to do if I believed I couldn't fail? And that, that question will reveal your life's, your life's vision. And, you know, in, in, in front of that, you know, the question for you is, you know, if you are ever running out of vision in your life, which happens, people achieve a thing and then they don't know what to do is, you know, if you, if I was to ask you, you know, um, how, how do people feel around you? You know, what is, what, what would you say? Well, when people are around you, when clients are around you, how do they feel around you? I would say they tend to feel positive because I've got a positive attitude. I tend to lift their spirits. So they feel, I guess, a bit more uplifted with their mood and I guess supported as well. If you're talking about clients, yeah, safe. keep going safe. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Trust. And, Trust you know, the, the reason, you know what the reason for that is? What's that, Phil? It's because you go first. Right. So mm, you've got to, you've got to realize that. And, you know, if I said to you, and, and, you know, if you're listening to this, you can listen back and ask yourself this question. You know, if, if before you die, you were granted, like, say, a superpower, right? And the superpower was if you touched anyone or came in contact with anyone, um, you know, they would feel a certain way, right, after they came in interaction with you. How would you want people to feel after coming in contact with you or speaking with you or engaging with you? If it was, you know, if you were granted this, and a superpower. Asking me, I would say, yeah. how would I want them to feel? I actually wrote this down recently. I would want them to feel basically, I guess, energized, you know, like again, lifted, uplifted. And I'd want them to feel like, how do I explain it? Like they've had some sort of positive feeling, like just happier and more. Inspired. 
Inspired. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, you got me. So, <laughs> you know, that's essentially your life's mission. You know, mm. that's what your whole life's dedicated to. And, you know, one of the most beautiful things about serving and inspiring others is that you, if you want to stay focused on changing your own life, stay focused on changing others. Right? That's a, a pretty bold statement. You know, if you can stay focused on changing your own life, you can do that by staying focused on changing others because that's very rewarding. It's very liberating. Um, and it's very fulfilling on a, on a deep level. So, um, you know, really think if you could really come in contact with people and you could, you know, leave them feeling away, leave them feeling in a certain way with a feeling of increase, um, you know, what, what, what is that word for you? Um, and, and that's your life. That's your life's mission. And you're, you know, if you can craft it, a business or a service around that and build a system that achieves that and build a team that supports that and build a vision that supports that, you know, that's when you know you're living in, you know, you're living a true life, you know? So. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Inspired is the word, man. That is actually the number one word that I, that I aim for. No, because when you, when I get inspired, like obviously, you know, I get inspired by you, I get inspired by other mentors I've had, I get inspired by people and it's a great feeling, right? Because it gives you, energy it gives you uh you know a little boost of motivation and it really just it just makes you feel good right and humans need to serve right phil i think people forget about that we're, we're here to actually serve other humans right and ultimately that's the main purpose for all, for all of us right we need to be serving one way or another i feel to get that fulfillment would you agree with that yeah a hundred percent and you know you can focus on making all this money and doing all this stuff but the reality is you end up giving it all away anyway so you know, that's, that's a, a lesson and a chapter and a season that some of you may not have experienced yet, but will, and, um, or may have already experienced, you know, I've been through that. So, yeah. Speaking about giving it all away, Phil, right? Penelope, yeah? Your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's your life changed, man, since having Penelope? Yeah, I had Penelope about a year, about a year and four months ago. And, you know, quite frankly, at the start, it was very difficult and challenging because obviously the child was, you know, developed in a way where it could interact or engage. And, you know, you sometimes see babies as these cute little things. And the reality is it's, it's far from the case. You know, they're, they're chaotic. They're, they're all over the place. They're loud. Um, you know, they're a massive detriment to furniture in a house. They're, <laughs> they're, they're just incredible racking balls. But it's really taught me how to prioritize my time. It's really taught me to be mindful of my <clears throat> mood and my energy and my interactions with my wife whenever Penelope is around. Um, so it's made me much more aware of, you know, how I conduct myself on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. But highly Awesome, man. There's already so many nuggets here, mate. So, I guess I just wanted to ask you one thing, just a bit more about Phil in terms of your main habits and like fundamental behaviors or non-negotiables, whatever you want to call them, that keep you, you know, because the amount of pressure, you know, we haven't even gone into detail there, you know, someone like yourself is really under, right? And I know you seek that, right? Because that's what you live for and that's what's made you successful. But how, how, you know, what are the behaviors or the things that you do to keep you resilient, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, look, I prioritize my life in terms of business, family and then vitality in that order. I get most of my fulfillment out of business, which is essentially my vitality. And then my business supports my family and then my health underpins all of it. 
um, I'm really, really religious about sleep, seven, eight hours a night. Um, you know, I, I love barbecue food. I love cooking. It's a big, uh, almost an outlet for me. I love barbecuing. I love fishing and anything outdoors. And I also love like, you know, building stuff architecturally. So jujitsu as well. That's up there. Yeah. Jujitsu wouldn't be, no, it okay. be, it'd be probably, okay. uh, I'd say like, you know, my fishing and my shooting and stuff like that is, uh, is significantly higher. Got you. Um, I, you know, I used to have a very successful bodybuilding career. So extreme kind of sports whereby there's a competitive element to it or like I can give or I can take it or leave them because mm. um, I've already worn that t-shirt so you know fishing I can go and spend time with myself I don't have to compete with anyone so you know those are my silos and they are regenerative they they you know they give me energy um, I exercise every day for 20 minutes I exercise to give me energy I don't exercise to take away from energy I, I look at exercise in a way that you know you know it's allowing me to enjoy my food it's keeping my blood flowing it's keeping body fat at bay you know uh, looks wise confidence wise um and, and just overall utility of strength um so you know those are all non-negotiables i journal i map my thoughts i take regular time to think throughout the day because i have to think my way out of problems um i always make sure that i have got uh wise people in my corner i call it my council um you know because there are challenges and problems in business that you know i may not know how to find meaning in them or find solutions to them so i i have i have a, a council of selected individuals that you know if i'm stuck i can raise my hand um I'm, I, I ask for help quick if i need to um we have a date night once a night, me and me, or once a week, uh, me and my wife. Um, we very we have a meeting every week where we go, what's working well in the relationship, what's not, where do we need to improve, what's your focus for this week. So we're always clear on where we are. And I think that also leads into a very valuable lesson to close on is that if you are in a relationship with someone, sharing a vision with that person of where you guys are going together is critical for the long-term success and health of that relationship. When you don't have a vision, you can't put up with the day-to-day -day, and there's plenty of day-to-day. -day. But when you have a vision and you know where you're going together and you regularly take time to stop and look at that and assess that and review that, that is whenever you're then able to build something meaningful, right? Um, so yeah, hopefully that, that was useful. Spot on. Nice one, Phil. Uh, where can you, I'm going to share your contacts and stuff. And yeah, yeah just phil-graham.com or find me on Instagram, uh, philgraham01. Somebody else took the philgraham, so I had to put the one after it. You know the, you know the deal. So, um, Martin, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to interview me. I know you're super busy with clients and growing your business. And, dude, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your guys. I appreciate you coming on, Phil. Thanks a lot for your time, mates.